0: this time on the penny haslam podcast you rang me up and you said i've got an ambition rowena you mustn't stand for president rowena birch made herself a little bit famous and you could too and he said to me wow all the all the decisions internationally are made in the men's sauna what did you say to them well i said i don't mind going in the men's sauna <laughs> We're going to hear from Olympian Rowena Birch. She has recently been elected as the first female president of British Judo, which is an amazing achievement because, as we know, it's not easy for any woman to rise to the very top in sport and within organisations. So in this episode, we'll hear the story of how she got there through true grit, sweat and determination. And you guessed it, a little help from my profile-raising advice. So on with the podcast, her career in judo started as a 10-year-old. What on earth made you choose judo as your sport? I think
1: it started off, I was went to the local sports centre when I went swimming lessons in the holidays and then we just saw this room full of people in white pyjamas throwing each other around and my brother thought, oh I want to do that so he started and me being little sister got dragged along I sat on the side and in no time at all I thought actually it's going to be much more fun joining in but kind of once I started I never wanted to stop it just became something I did it wasn't, oh shall I go to judo tonight it was, I do judo that was it, and I went three times a week. Um, I loved it really. Traveled up and down the country with my friends, and I think it was a really good sport for me because I wasn't particularly naturally sporty. Sounds weird to say that when I've been to the Olympics, but starting point, <laughs> two left feet, and um, and also it sort of was quite good sort of socially. I find it quite difficult just sitting chatting, whereas with judo, you work with someone, you have to have a partner to practice with, you have to look after each other. You share that experience together without having to make conversation. And I think that, that was part of you know, growing friendships, people that I wouldn't have met otherwise.
0: When did you become really good at it? Because, yeah, you've been to the Olympics. You're a European champion. There's a load of other things on the list that are impressive. But when did it kick in for you as a kind of, oh, yes, I'm rather good at this? Well, I think I felt like I was rather good the
1: first time I won a medal, which was two years in, I won club championships. And then I went to the Berkshire Championships. How, how old were you? I would have been 10. Berkshire Championships, I got. I certainly got a medal, won bronze medal in the Berkshire Championships. And then that meant that I got place at the national championships and so at that point I started feeling hey oh, yeah, I can do this and you like the winning yeah bit, I like the winning and we were a very competitive club so we we got lots of opportunities to compete that's kind of what we did at weekends and then during the weeks we would train and a lot of that was just repetitive stuff which you might think would be boring but actually it's, it's almost like a meditation I think you can think of it's like it takes your mind off your day at school You're going through these patterns, these rhythms, um, maybe focusing in on one point, and you kept most of the sort of fighting element for the weekend's women competition.
0: Rowena was crowned the European Judo champion in 1994 and represented Great Britain in the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. She then went on to coach the England Commonwealth Judo team in 2002 and spent her time spreading the love of the sport across the UK. But she wanted more and she needed my help. You rang me up a while ago, about three, four months ago, and you said, I've got a plan. I've got an ambition and I want you to help me. Take us back to that conversation. What was on your mind? What did you say to me? Okay.
1: Well, I've decided that I wanted to run for president of British Judo, which was an elected post. And um, I was aware that most of my campaigning would be on social media. And because we're in lockdown, with with Covid we weren't going to be seeing lots of people so I wanted to be able to promote myself I wanted to be able to use videos and I wanted to actually be an ambassador for British Judo and seen as an ambassador and then I thought clubs were more likely to vote for me and I rang you Penny because I was getting in the way of myself do you know when you you know that you sort of things you should do but you kind of keep putting them off because it's really uncomfortable and I'm thinking well I probably know what I want to do and what I should do, but actually doing it, I felt like almost I needed a whip behind me. I think I told you, you've got to push me, push me out of my comfort zone, help me do
0: this, this is what I really want to do. I mean, there's pushing somebody out of their comfort zone and hopefully ideally being supportive as well. You didn't want just to be shouted at, did you, and told to do stuff? No, a lot of it was about having the belief that I could do it. And if you believed
1: I could do it, then I felt a lot more confident because I wasn't necessarily sharing it with other Mm. people. And the other thing was having some fun along the way. So I kind of knew that if it went really belly up and it was really awful, we would have a call and we would laugh about it and laugh about it and I, see the funny I did side of your forward. first
0: video that you ever tried <laughs> i made i made you do some videos didn't i to practice before you were going off to one of the big weekend judo meets and yeah. uh, training and all that kind of stuff you were going to be in front of people and it was A perfect opportunity to record something, and you sent me your first video practice (laughs) from your garden. It was awful, wasn't it? It was rubbish. I can't
1: remember it. It's wiped from my memory. I don't want to remember it. It's gone. It's gone. No, let's pretend
0: that didn't happen. It didn't. It didn't. Raised. I hope you raised it. Yeah. No, I have. Yeah. Deleted. Rowena's experience and long-term commitment to judo meant she was more than qualified to be president of the sport. But history tells us being a well-qualified woman isn't always enough. She needed to raise her profile, prove to rank-and-file voting members of the sport that she was somebody who could lead, speak up and fight for her sport if needed. She had to make herself a little bit famous – luckily we had the perfect opportunity do you remember our first session what i made you do was that when you decided i need to be on the radio yeah yes what happened
1: so Olympics was on and she says well this is the opportunity to be an
0: ambassador get on the radio Write this email to this. You got an it email. It wasn't just that though. Was it, it wasn't that? the Olympics were on. Oh, it was like the Olympics 2020, yes. or whatever it what the year was, whenever they actually <laughs> happened in, in 2021, the Olympics were on, and the first sport that Britain was going to be playing in was judo. Yes, that's right. And that right. was the gold dust. That yeah. was the green light for me to think. Well, you're going to miss an opportunity if you don't put yourself forward to speak about this inaugural sporting moment for team GB so what did I make you do so you made me write well she said write write
1: to this producer and and tell them who you are and say you're happy to go and talk about the judo and the olympics and women in sport and etc and comment on it and I I added it to my to-do list and we got off the phone for okay do that next week next minute Penny texts me. Have you emailed yet Do it now. I was like, Oh, oh, oh do I have to? Yeah, okay, rather
0: kick it into the long grass. Yes. Think
1: about it another time. Yes. Yeah. So I emailed and got response back immediately, and was then on BBC Radio Manchester um and I was so scared I thought oh my goodness I had to get up at three in the morning to watch the judo because of the time distant difference and I thought what well, if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to and I did speak with you about that a little bit so we had a little bit of a game plan we kind of had a
0: speed media training don't we, we did
1: speed media training um I had a little poster on my wall when I was talking that had some of the key facts that I might forget so I thought I might just get brain fog. Mm, that time in the morning, it was yeah. the breakfast
0: show, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: But as it went, it went so fast. I mean, you only get five minutes, so they don't ask that many questions. And I think we soon
0: found that you don't actually have to answer the questions either, really. It's a little known trick. Yeah. As Henry Kissinger once said at uh, the in the 70s, the press secretary to the United States president in the 70s stood in front of the press uh, and said to them, has anyone got any questions for my answers? And I love that. It sums sums up the whole media game entirely. So you you did that. You did a really good turn. You were dead proud of yourself. The adrenaline was pumping, but luckily you know how to manage nerves and all that. What did that bring you, if anything, at that time... Um. What did you do with that? Did you share it on social? How did you maximise the potential that that opportunity gave you? Yes, I did put it on
1: my social media, which again was really uncomfortable because I thought, what if I mess up? But it was kind of like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. So put it out there on social media. Got a lot of support from um, my friends on Facebook and LinkedIn and and all that support started to build my confidence a bit more. Um, that actual... Interview was then played again on another station later that day.
0: My hunch that Rowena must grab the moment paid off. Her single appearance on local radio snowballed. This wasn't luck. The timing was perfect. Journalists everywhere at that moment were desperate for an expert voice on judo. The momentum
1: started to grow and then they asked if I'd like to speak on BBC News 24, 24-hour 24 BBC News. I the said, TV. Going national. Um, and on television. And on television, yes. Yes. So I had to put on my power. I think I had my power red jacket on for that one.
0: <laughs> but that was, again, I was really nervous. We did it all over Zoom. And um, and it was at the point when one of the Olympians had won a medal.
1: Yes, because we got the first medal in judo with our Chelsea Giles. So that, that adds a bit of pride Pride to my sports. I was very proud of everybody actually that competed out there. They were brilliant. Massive massive achievement to even get to the Olympics, let alone get a medal. Um, so enjoyed speaking on the BBC news and by then I had a few like key points that I wanted to make that I was able to sort of weave into the interview
0: because so, we'd worked on your key messages. We had. And I think that was a fundamental for everything you did after that, that you could weave them in. Yes. And when I say key messages, it's really just some stuff to say, isn't it? It's what are my main points? What's my main reason? I had written a whole load of different ones and we kind of consolidated them into
1: three key points. Yeah. The first one, obviously judo. Obviously, judo is the best sport. Yes. <laughs> it goes without saying. We it is hear the that. It's a fabulous sport. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I mean, but I think it's we're not necessarily that good as a sport in in helping other people to understand it, helping other people to see that it's more than just what you see on the Olympic Games. It's not just a fighting sport. I go and practice now. I'm in my 50s. I don't do the fighting bit because I don't want to get injured. I don't want to get bruised. But there's lots of exercises, movements. You're working with someone, a bit like dancing. And... I find it's like one of the best core exercises you can get. And it's all over body, it's breathing. So there's that side of it and there's the side of of it can be great for self-defense. It's great for building communities, bringing people from different Mm. backgrounds together. And I kind of want to get that message out there rather than, oh, because this is, you know, the fantastic physiques of some of the Olympic athletes make it unattainable sometimes. It's a kind of mini manifesto, yeah, isn't it? it was
0: a mini manifesto, mm-hmm. a mini manifesto. What's the point of you doing this? Why, are you, what are you hoping to achieve? You know, what what are you all about? And I think when we talk about key messages, I used to find the phrase really frightening when I first set up in business and people would talk about key messages and I'd be like, well, what, I don't know what that is. And basically it's just some stuff to say that's really headline-y for you, isn't it? The whole meaning of life. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's letting go of all the noise that you put around it to keep it simple so
1: people can latch onto it quickly you can always go into more detail later but it gives a latch doesn't it yeah
0: and you can either say all three or just one of them but it helps give you a little bit of a a spine to all of the work that you do so tactics aside you know we talked about video just now Uh, we've talked about going on tv and radio and all the other stuff that you can do speaking doing Mm -hmm. speeches um those tactics tend to be less focused unless you've done the work on those key messages. So we did work quite hard we on the we? did work hard on
1: the key messages. I know when I was putting together my manifesto, I kind of got lost in it and was struggling. And when we talked it through it helped consolidate, and as you say, that then formed the framework for my little mini videos that I was going to do and um, little pieces of, you know, a a picture of something from the past, one of my trips abroad when I was an international competitor, but actually, why am I showing this picture? What is the key message I'm trying to reinforce? And it helped me then put together the whole sort of
0: campaign over the next couple of months. In my book, Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous, I discuss an idea I call running for mayor. Whether you're looking to get elected like Rowena, maybe wanting to raise the profile of your business, or perhaps trying to get some traction for your career, the process is the same. So what are your campaign issues? That could be a business issue you care about or a change you'd like to make or see in the world. Plus, where is your campaign trail? That's the people you want to get in front of in your career or business. That might just be your boss, your colleagues, customers, stakeholders, that sort of thing. To get your head around this concept, listen to my earlier podcast episode called Run for Mayor. Did you find the more you spoke about your ambitions for the presidency, the more you became fluent and able to articulate them? Did they become clearer to you? They did. And it, and I
1: it, them. And got the confidence to go into my heart about them rather than just into my brain (laughs) which you know then it's coming from inside it's got more power but you I'd, i'd almost like i was trying to be too clever so my first manifesto looked like a cv it was really boring wasn't going to inspire anyone to get off their backsides and vote and um once we sort of tapped into a bit more of the heart of it um i was able to talk more freely i'd be able to do it um without writing the script and speaking the scripts. Whole... and it sort
0: of came out a little bit much more natural much more warm there's a whole load of worry about how you present yourself isn't there uh, what information do people need to hear what do you want to say to them and people don't always need to hear the full cv in order to believe in you And in fact, you can probably ditch a lot of the CV Mm -hmm. and just sprinkle in like, well, when I was in the Olympics, when I was on the podium at the European Championships, I mean, that kind of speaks volumes rather than going, and then in (laughs) 1990, (laughs) I got, I was awarded the blah, blah, blah. So it's the sprinkling in your storytelling. um, And the the passion that, like you say, when you speak from the heart is so much more compelling than a bunch of credentials. For most people, the process of making yourself a little bit famous is daunting, but incredibly rewarding. Pushback usually comes in the form of competitors making their, what I call, lips look like a cat's bumhole once they see your success. If you try it for yourself and do a bit of lip pursing, you'll feel it. Mmm, look at you. But you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs and putting a few people, well, in their place. And what about the flag? Any bumps in the road? Did you have any sort of people saying on social media, oh, that videos, you're just showing off? Or, you know, did you get anything like that that held you back a bit?
1: Mainly people were supportive. I had one phone call from... um, Somebody. Somebody Somebody (laughs) rang me up and and they said, Rowena, you mustn't stand for president. And I was like, well, why not? Because, well, I'm warning you. I said, well, More what's the problem? You. Yeah, what's the problem? And he said to me, wow, all the, all the decisions internationally are made in the men's sauna. Crikey, how did that make you feel when they said it? Well, I was absolutely flabbergasted, really, and a little bit shocked. But um, I think because of the journey I'd been on with my campaign, it was kind of like, well, if that is the case, I need to be there. And if it's not the case... I need to be there it doesn't matter someone could ask me that but um or tell me that but it wasn't going to change the direction of travel it was already I was already rolling what did you say to them well I said I don't mind going to the men's sauna
0: (laughs) (laughs) what did they say when you said that
1: there wasn't much more to
0: say to be said I don't think (laughs) fantastic okay so really we need to know you've done all these speeches you've been to all the different judo clubs you've sought out the people who might vote for you or the people who might influence the people who vote for you you've done video you've been on radio and television and you've shared that you've really lit the flame of fame in, with a specific goal in mind take us to the day you found out about the goal whether you'd achieved it or not
1: well the suspense was terrible actually because I thought it was going to be on the 22nd of October which is a Friday, that's when the votes closed and I got a little message saying that it, I would be told the following morning um, so I was there and it was another night's sleep, one more sleep <laughs> and, and I woke up and I suddenly noticed my phone which is on silent at night I could just see it flashing, there was a call coming I thought oh my goodness I better answer it and um it was the phone call telling me who had won and i had won didn't you get more votes than everyone else put together that's what i heard yes so yeah delighted it was like a big smiley warm feeling that morning
0: yeah you were so excited and smiley that you actually sent me a video on whatsapp (laughs) about seven o'clock in the morning going hello and you were in bed still you were like i'm sorry this is unprofessional but i just want to come just keep it under your hat." but i've just
1: that <laughs> was a sort of feeling you yeah. love winning oh i love winning i love winning and and it's what i want to do it's what what i want to do. i can think i can make a difference and uh, it almost feels like my life's been heading towards this point now i can use can use my experience and with your support and and other people who are experts in other areas I think these next few years are going to be really interesting
0: well done Rowena you deserve every bit of your success and I know you'll do brilliant work leading British Judo for the next five years Now, my approach isn't just for people looking to get elected or become president. You can apply my techniques to make your career or business more successful, too. And if you'd like to find out how you or your people could make themselves a little bit famous, why not buy my book or book me to speak at your next event? And for coaching and training, go to bitfamous.co.uk. Thanks for listening.